0: Tonight, uh, last couple of Wednesdays, we've talked on praise, and uh, I want to just give you an outline of what I feel like that praise should look like in a person's life on a day to day basis. And so I'm going to finish this word. I'm trying to finish it, but I can't get to the end of it. But tonight, I'm, I'm going to. You know, and everything that we've shared, if you haven't been here in the last two Wednesday nights, it'd be good for you to listen to this word. You can go online to Gates of the City and to our podcast and download or listen to those messages. They're all free, and you can listen and, and, and go back over those on praise. But I want to just give you, I'm going to repeat a few things that we've said in the last two weeks, but I want to give you an outline of what praise looks like and how, you know, how you can determine... The importance of praise, based on what the what the word says and what the what the word gives us. So, Psalm thirty four one, kind of our foundational scripture the last two weeks, as we've shared this, um, Psalm thirty four and one. I will bless the Lord at all times. David said, "I will bless the Lord at all times, and His praise, or praise of Him." shall continually be in my mouth. Giving him praise for how awesome he is is what will continually be in my mouth. Everybody say continually. How, how often is that? Okay, right? That's all the time. So we've got to figure out and begin to understand how to praise God and release praise in our life for God's goodness no matter what. Okay, no matter what. So, I can see from the Word, in this verse of Scripture, that it's His will that I be in a a continual frame of mind of praise. Now, some people may think of, you know, continual praise as like in some specific position continually all the time, you know, 24-7, my hands are raised, and I'm just praising and thanking God. Well, God knows the lives that each of us live. God knows what we've got to do and the responsibilities in life and, and and what all that looks like. And so so praise is more of an attitude of the heart than it is a position. Now, as a result of praise coming up out of us, it'll put you in certain positions at times when when you can't help yourself, as the, as they were singing the songs tonight, you know, there's certain times and something will just hit you and your, your hands go up or, or whatever in a form of praise and thanksgiving for how great God is. But it's more of an attitude of the heart. And David said, David said in this verse, I will bless the Lord at all times and praise of Him will continually be in my mouth. Okay? So, I want to look in the New Testament at, in, in the book of... Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, Paul's letter here to this church at Thessalonica, and he says in the fifth chapter, in verse 15, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. Verse 16, 17, and 18. Number one, rejoice always. Number two, pray without ceasing. And number three, in everything give thanks. For the last part of that verse is saying, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's God's will for you to what? Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and in everything, in everything, give thanks. Everybody say, in everything. Say that again. In everything. Okay? Not because of everything that happens, but in the midst of what you face, give thanks. It's God's will that you always give thanks for whatever you're in, whatever situation you're in, whatever you face. It's his will to give thanks, to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and in all things to give thanks. All the time. Okay? So, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and the praise of his greatness will continually be in my mouth. Paul says to this church, which is to us also, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in all things give thanks, and this is God's will. People say, you know, I, I just don't know what the will of God is for my life. <laughs> rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in all, give, in all things give thanks. No, 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 I mean like, you know, I, I want to, I, no, 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 rejoice always, pray without ceasing. And in all things, give thanks. (laughs) Keep it simple. Smarty. Amen? Because, listen to me, because that attitude of your heart will cause things to evolve in your life that you would have never known. See, because because you can take those three verses and what you find in society is this. Ungrateful about everything. No time to pray ever. And in all things, moaning and groaning and complaining and grumbling because everything isn't centered around me. And that's where you'll go if you don't do the will of God, and what is the will of God? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything, in everything, give thanks. Not because of certain things, but in the midst of specific things, give thanks. Yes? Now, 1 Corinthians, remember, I'm just, I'm, uh, tonight I'm just giving you this, this pattern and kind of this design of what praise is, why we praise, number one, we praise and we, thank, and we thank God, and we have this attitude of rejoicing because it's His will, okay? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, I'm going to read it in the New King James and then I'm going to read it in the Amplified. In the Amplified, it's this one verse is a book. It's like a little mini book. Verse 13, 1 Corinthians 10. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. Okay? In other words, there's not anything that's ever happened to you to this day or ever will happen to you that's not already happened to somebody else. Ever. Ever. So nothing that's happened to you in your life, good or bad, but we're talking about temptations, so difficult things. Nothing that has ever happened to you in your life is original with you. Is it up there? Okay. That's the New King James. So the next two words, the next four words... Read with me. Ready? Read. But God is faithful. See, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and His praise and the praise of Him and His greatness will continually be in my mouth. That's the will of God in Christ Jesus. He said, there's no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted or tested beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified, and I'm telling you, it's really long, but I'm just going to read through it. I like it. Look at that. It's like a a mini book. That's one verse. For no temptation, no trial regarded as enticing to sin no matter how it comes or where it leads has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance and that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as man can bear, but God is faithful to His Word and to His compassionate nature, and He can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure, but with the temptation, everybody say with it, okay? So, with the temptation, the trial, the test, whatever it is that you're faced with, But with the temptation, he will always, I'm going to say it again, he will always, he will always, see, the reason that David said, the praise will continually be in my mouth about how great that he is, is because David knew that he would always do what the last part of this verse of Scripture says, he will always Also provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place, that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. Whatever it is that you're able to endure it, to handle it, and that He produced the way of escape to take you out of it and put you in a safe place. Amen? That's the God we serve. And I believe that this comes about to where these trials and tests and temptations don't overtake us is when we are in a a place that is the will of God. What is the will of God for you? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in all things give thanks. When we're in that state of mind An attitude of the heart that no matter what comes against us, he is always taking us through it to a high place. Notice a landing place, a higher place. See, if floodwaters are coming, you need a higher place, and God will take you through the flood and through the fire to a higher place. How often? Always. But the key to it is what we talked about last week, that weapon of praise and thanksgiving. That we honor God in all the time. Amen. Amen? That's the will of God. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I want to spend a little time here in this passage. And actually, I'm just going to read the whole chapter, 2 Corinthians 4, and starting with verse 1. Um No, I'm not. I'm going to start with verse 7. No, I'm going to start with verse 6. <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to start with verse 6. Ready? All right. For it is the God who commanded light to shine Out of darkness, God commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure? To command light in the midst of darkness. To command good things in the midst of bad things that are going on. That in the midst of trial and tribulation and test and things that come against us, but God. Right? So he says, We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We're hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but we're not destroyed always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal bodies. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And I'm going to explain this. I'm just going to read this and then I want to back up and explain it real quick. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. Remember, in verse 6, he said, the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. God said, Light be. There was nothing. And he said, Light be. And light was. So the God that commanded light to shine out of darkness is the same understanding and revelation that you and I have to acquire and obtain and make ours because we have this thing that is this treasure that lives inside of you and I that causes us to ride on the high places. But if we ignore that and we don't allow our mouths to sing the high praises of God and to give acknowledgement to how great God is in the midst of what we face, we won't see the results of who God is when we face things at times that seem like it's impossible to overcome. I don't know about you, but I've, I've, I've faced impossible emotional situations that I thought I could never overcome but God. See? And when I learned to allow praise to be a weapon that works on my behalf, then there's not anything that can defeat me because nothing can defeat me when the high praises of God coming out of my mouth because I believe it in my heart. Nothing can defeat me. Because now my acknowledgement to the principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness, my acknowledgement is that you're defeated because of the God that's in me. Right? Remember we talked about, the, I think, the first night when we were talking about praise, out of Ephesians 3.10 in the Amplified, and go back and look at it. And it said, and the purpose is that through the church that the wisdom of God would be known to the principalities and the powers and the rulers of darkness. That's the will of God, that these principalities and powers that try to convince humanity that the devil isn't defeated are the ones who are our enemies. Your neighbor is not your enemy. Your coworker that talks bad about you is not your enemy. Huh? Your, your, your family member that, that that has stabbed you in the back, they're not your enemy. The enemy's the enemy. And the principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness are trying to convince mankind that what they see is more real than what this says. But when I put the high praises of God in my mouth and a two-edged sword in my hand to execute vengeance against the enemy and not against mankind, okay? Because mankind is not the problem. It's the devil that controls mankind that don't know God that's the problem. When I put that praise in my mouth and I begin to sing that praise and acknowledge the greatness of God, how often? Continually. How often do I rejoice and give God praise? Continually. How often do I give Him thanks for how great He is? All the time. And in the midst of what I face, and I begin to praise Him and thank Him for who He is, not because of what I face, but because of who He is in the midst of what I face, there's no end to what can be accomplished. Most people don't know what that's like. And they say you know pastor I just I'm not sure that I believe that. Well, it's because you've never tried it. And trying is not an ugly word when you've never done it. How's something going to be real to you if you don't put a foot out and begin to give it your best? Well, I just don't think that I know. I know. Because you're that's the problem you're thinking instead of just doing it. Okay? And in a moment, I'm going to show you how I do that. Okay, so let's finish this. Um, so I said in verse 13, and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe, therefore I speak, we also believe, and therefore we speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. Verse 15. Now watch this. Verse 15, and the first six verses of verse 16. For all things are for your sake, that grace, having spread through the many, watch this, ooh, man, may cause thanksgiving to abound To the glory of God, therefore, we don't lose heart. When thanksgiving abounds, you won't quit. There's the will of God. When thanksgiving abounds, you won't quit. The moment you start looking at your circumstances and looking at what you face, and looking at the situation. Listen, every one of us have been tempted to quit time and time again in life because that's the hand that life deals. But what we're choosing day to day is to realize, wait a minute, I'm not going to allow my life today to be framed by what the world says. And I'm not going to allow my first birth to dictate what second birth wants to accomplish. And my second birth wants to enable me to become everything that God says that I can be, right? And I'm just telling you tonight that this revelation of praise and thanksgiving and a heart of rejoicing that is the will of God will cause you to never lose heart, ever, no matter what you face. We've all faced things, and there'll be things in the future that you face, but God. But God. Look at this verse, this one verse. And remember this, tie this in with what I just read to you right there. Galatians 6 and verse 9 says, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we'll reap if we don't lose heart. And how we not lose heart? by having continual praise and thanksgiving coming out of our mouth about how great that God is. Lord, circumstance I face right now, I know that this circumstance isn't the result of you and your will, but I just choose to praise you. It'll make sense to me. I don't understand this. I'm confused by it. I'm frustrated with it, but I just choose in the midst of this to praise you and thank you for how great you are. I'm not talking about thanking and praising God for how difficult the situation is. I'm talking about thanking God for how real He is. Cuz every single time I will praise Him, He takes me to this landing place, this higher place that's above the situations that I face. Every single time. Bam. Amen. Yeah. Philippians 4 And verse 4, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord, how often? Always. And, and, and then in case you didn't get it, he said again, again I say, rejoice. <laughs> I always thought, I mean, does he think we're that slow? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yep. Or he wouldn't say it. Rejoice in the Lord, how often? Always, and again I say rejoice, watch this, verse 5. Let your gentleness, or one translation said, let your unselfishness be known to all men for the Lord is near, verse 6. Be anxious or worried or fretful about nothing but in everything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, one translation says, petition. With thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes your understanding, your mind, your will, your emotions, trying to scream and tell you everything, contrary, the peace of God that passes all of your understanding will guard your heart and your mind, bam, through Christ Jesus. All of a sudden, the peace of God will overtake you. Now now remember this. Isaiah 53 says, the chastisement of your peace was upon him. So where there's a lack of peace, he already took that on himself. And the way that that starts working for me is what he said right here. Don't be anxious about things. Don't be worried. Don't be be concerned about things by saying, oh my gosh, what are we going to do here? Now, what about this? No, come before God, not begging God to do something for you, beginning beginning to thank God for what He's already done. Begin to thank Him for the peace. Begin to thank Him for the empowerment. Begin to thank Him for the peace of mind that that, that you have or whatever it is that, that you're facing, begin to thank Him. He said, with thanksgiving, let what your requests are, what your fears are, Anything that you that you are doubting, anything that's coming against you, let your request be made known to him, and the peace will overtake your mind. If you've never done it, if you've never practiced that, if you've never put it to work, you have no idea what it's like to be overtaken by the peace of God in the midst of things that seem impossible. I didn't say it's easy. And I didn't, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's not impossible situations that you and I face. And things that come against us, but God. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. How great he is, is what I will allow to come out of me instead of me talking the problem and how bad everything appears to be. It's easy to do that. But it's another thing to have to take the time to understand what the word says about your situation and then acknowledging and thanking God that he's true to his word. Amen? My last verse I'm going to read, um, I've got this other verse kind of screaming in my head that I can't get away from, so i got to read this first before I read my last verse. And I don't have time to go over this. It would be good for you to read the whole thing. But in the book of Romans, in the fourth chapter, and it's the story about Abraham. Abraham had some issues that he needed to work out in his life, and God called him to be the father of nations, and and, and it took him almost 25 years to see the fulfillment of that come to pass because of some things that had to be worked out in him. So when you go to the book of Genesis, starting with the 12th verse and 13 and 14 through, uh, I don't know, uh, 20-something, you will see the life of Abraham, and you'll see a lot of his mistakes that he made. And there's a lot of things where he didn't understand the will of God, and so he had some real struggles in. And it caused things to be prolonged in his life. But in the New Testament, when you read about Abraham, this is what you read. Verse 19, just for the sake of time, these three verses. And not being weak in faith, but you go to Genesis, and you find out how weak he was in faith. But not being weak in faith, after 20-plus years, he he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God. God said, I've made you the father of many nations. His wife's womb is barren. They've had no kids. She's 90-plus. He's almost 100, and now it's time to have kids. In the natural, it seems impossible. Watch what he said. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith and doing what? Giving glory and praise to how great God is. You know, what that, you know what that man learned? He learned that everything that he did, everything that he did to try to help God out, screwed up the plan. Hmm? We got all kinds of issues today in the Middle East. I'm not saying, I'm not saying who's right, who's wrong, or whatever. Because the Bible's clear about both sides have some good to it, okay? I'm not saying that, but there's a whole there's all kinds of mess going on in the Middle East today. What's going on in Syria right now is a result of Abraham's choice. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. <clears throat> but every time he tried to help God out and make a decision to benefit it, it messed up. But what he learned after 20 plus years was, to give glory to God. And, and, and notice, notice the end of this. It says, He did not, verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what God had promised, God was able to perform it. That's the problem across the board in all of Christianity what separates those who receive from God and those who don't are those who come to the place where they choose to get their hands off of it learn from God about what their part is and do it and begin to put that two-edged sword on the inside of them that word that th- th- those words of praise coming out of their mouth and being fully convinced that what God has promised he will do it my part is to do whatever he tells me in the natural, and then to praise him and thank him for how great he is. And he said, if you don't quit, it'll come to pass. Amen? So Psalm 149 is my last verse. And I'm going to tell you how I do it. Psalm 149 and verse 6. Uh, verse 5 let the saints be joyful in glory let them sing aloud on their beds let the high praises of god be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance against the nations and punishments to the people but what he's really saying here when you when you dissect this out what he's saying is to execute vengeance and judgment and execution against the enemy. High praises of God in your mouth and a two-edged sword in our hand. The Bible says that the Word of God is a two-edged sword, able to divide asunder between your soul and spirit, to judge the thoughts and the intents of the heart, and cause you to overcome in everything that you do that He tells you to do with the praise of God coming out of your mouth. We see it really clearly right there. What I've seen happen in my born-again life through the years, over and over and over and over again, is that every time I got too busy for praise and I found myself not allowing His Word to be in the form of praise in, in certain things that I did, it would shut down my advancing in my life, in the ministry, in, in my family, in, in everything. But when I allow myself on a day-to-day basis to acknowledge how great He is, and I'm not just, I'm not just talking about confessing what His Word says. Confession is very important because it renews your mind. I'm talking about the Word being in a form that it produces praise out of your mouth about how great God is. And one of the best ways to do that is through praise and worship type music and allowing that to play. One of the things today that I do is listen to it, put it in my phone, download it, play certain songs, that I need to hear, that, that line up with the Word of God. I'm not just talking about any pretty little song. It's not, it's not the melody that matters. It's what it is that you're singing. Because I tell you what, what, what one translation says here in Psalm 149 is that praise shuts the mouth of the enemy. See, if I'm walking around and I'm saying nothing, and I'm meditating on something that the enemy has done, or he's telling me something. Oh, man, 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 man. Man, I can't believe that. What am I going to do? And the more I meditate on it, and the more I say things like that out of my mouth, what happens is, that despair begins to set in, and the lack of really believing that God will do what he said he'll do is on the inside of me, the lack of that. It begins to wane, it begin, I begin to get away from it. But when a thought like that comes against my mind, and I begin to start praising him and thanking him and, and listening to something, the enemy, it doesn't mean that the enemy quits talking, but when I start praising him, I can't pay attention to what he's saying. It shuts his voice down through praise. See, because you're not going to shut his mouth until he's put in the pit and the lid's shut down and he's gone forever. You're not going to shut his mouth. He's a whole lot faithful than most Christians are. He is faithful to bring discouragement and fear into your life. Huh? And depression into your life. And fear that... What God said will not come to pass. Oh yeah, he's faithful all the time. And the thing that shuts his mouth, at least where you're concerned, is praise coming out of your mouth. Oh, Father, I thank you. Lord God, I thank you today. That the greater one lives on the inside of me. Lord, I don't even understand it today, but I believe it in the name of Jesus because you said it. Today, Lord, I thank you that you've blessed me with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And I thank you that you've empowered me to overcome Jesus overcame, but you empowered me to overcome, and I thank you, Lord, this situation that I'm facing today. I choose not to be moved by this, but I choose to believe your word and give you praise in the name of Jesus. And then I may just grab my phone and plug it in and push a button and start praising God. Hmm? You know what's really good for me? Put a set of headphones on, start playing music, and go for a walk. People think you're nuts because before you know it, you got your hands up and you're just walking. I mean, you got your hands up and you're doing kind of strange things and you don't even realize you're doing it because you're not, that's not where you're. See, it's teaching you to get out of yourself and who cares what people think. You know, I mean, don't go do something just to be stupid, but I'm just saying, go go do something. I mean, find what that looks like for you. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm just telling you what I do, but find how it works for you, but I'm just telling you. That what comes on you like just this bathing oil is the peace of God man it brings rest to your soul and you can be in the midst of something that seems like impossible and the more you practice you'll remember days when something that doesn't bother you today was like you know I just want to fall down and cry <laughs> I don't know I'm going to get over it. but you start praising and I mean it's like it's no big deal a weapon amen it's a weapon praise is a weapon so do it amen Amen. father we thank you tonight glory to god glory 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 lord i thank you for evidence that is manifested from day to day in your people as a result of praise I thank you for financial situations to begin to turn around because they begin to praise you instead of looking at their financial situation. Not that they don't take responsibility for it, but they don't just meditate on it all the time, but they praise you and thank you that you became poor, that we could be rich in all things. You, 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 you meet all of our needs according to your riches and glory. As we begin to praise you, circumstances begin to change. Lord, I thank you tonight that people begin to see evidence in their physical bodies where they've been, they've been attacked in their physical bodies, but, but they realize that by the stripes of Jesus that they're healed. Glory to God. And they begin to praise you and thank you. And they begin to see that the tables turn and situations turn. And they begin to see the evidence of what praise produces. And in every other area that they face. I believe that for your people tonight, Lord. I stand in faith with them. And if you believe that with me, say amen. 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 God bless you tonight.